happening everyone welcome to the paranormies i'm johnny monoxide and tonight i am joined by reinhardt what's up not much how's everybody doing doing well also joining me this evening jack what's going on what's up niggas oh shit <laughs> <What's up? laughs> and up from the dungeon uh somebody's gonna be taking notes this evening but also joining us is grognak hello What's up, freak crawlers? Yeah, I'm taking notes in bug juice. Bug juice, do you dip the pen in it? Dip, 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 and then write? Yeah, on a piece of parchment. Gotcha, gotcha. Parchment? Parchment, okay. Mm-hmm. Not not like leather. Classic. Yeah, classic, okay. Um, Does anybody know how, how they made parchment? Do you guys know? Are they made parchment? Yeah. yeah. I have I mean, no idea. Like paper is pulped and then rolled, right? Basically, like the wood pulp yeah. and water is like rolled out and then flat, right? But like what's what exactly is parchment? Right? And well, it's it's animal skin, so Okay. Yeah, so it's um well it's the the fur, so you're removing any hair or flesh and then you stretch it out um and then you scrape it all with like a, a very special like a curved knife. And right. It's a it's a super huh. long process. Really? Yeah. There's a guy on YouTube. I, I should find it. But there's a guy on YouTube who would actually like do videos making that stuff. Hmm. Goat skin actually is what is classically made from. Interesting. Hmm. Never knew that. Also, uh, parchment is an end to end end to end encryption support group. So, in case you don't, in case you don't have goats around, yeah, they make it from a lot of plant matter too. Like you could technically make like paper from like seaweed, even right. Just like right, have right, to right. basically do it. You know, you guys were saying with like restraining it over and over and drying it. Mm. So like papyrus plant in Cyprus was used a lot in Egyptian times. Yeah, I had no idea. I I always thought like vellum and and parchment were types of paper. I did not know that they were. I literally, guys, like again, just learned something. Yeah. Well, you got to like unlearn all that crap you learned in public school first. It takes years. I like. I don't know. Hold you to assume that I learned anything, right? I was gonna say, yeah, you're, you're, you're. I didn't learn anything from school. I learned everything from the books I read when I was supposed to be paying attention in school. I learned everything from like the internet and like 4chan and yeah oh that's right you didn't, <laughs> you, you didn't learn you it jack didn't learn anything until the internet came around yeah, yeah. jack jack was like beating rocks together until the internet came around <laughs> what and if people dilated and <laughs> whoa hmm. what if so what? we've been infiltrated by ai all right all right all right hmm hmm um you guys, it was a Halloween party today that I missed. Kind of mad. It's going to be Halloween. It's going to be Halloween in like just a couple days. It's fucking wild. It doesn't feel like it. Like the last, I want to say five days, 
the temperature's been like between 70 and 80 degrees like out of fucking nowhere yeah that indian summer has been hitting um we had well today and yesterday it was like spitty and shitty all but it was still 65 67 degrees but uh, it was just that co- kind of cold, spitty rain, but all day long. Yeah. Just enough to be irritating as fuck. Yep. Yeah. When you're driving, you have your you have your wiper set to the lowest intermittent setting. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, but before that, it was nice. All week, 78, 77, 81, I think it was. Before that, it was really nice. Now, I guarantee you it snows like on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, no doubt. It's, it's going to drip. So it's been, it was 83 or 84 today, and then it's going to be like 41 or 39 tomorrow night. Thanks, Harp. Very cool. Yeah, right. Yeah, this is so awesome. Right. I just want rain, man. My tanks are running low. Well, okay. I mean, it's it's fall. It's usually not rainy. Yeah. Oh, down this direction, usually fall and winter is just totally rain. Oh yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah we got the yeah. we got the craziest rainy fall. Where me and Jack are, rain, are you guys like, all fall? Is it having? Is it rained all summer too? <laughs> you, yeah, it rained a whole lot, really weirdly, in a lot of places this year. Um, a lot of gardens got washed out early and weren't able to recover. Uh, but strangely enough, uh, a lot of people still did really, really well, even though there was um, a shit ton of flooding. Like garden type flooding, like way too much rain in June. Um, but yeah, man, it's been really nice, and now it's shitty. And I guarantee, like I said, I guarantee you, Tuesday or Wednesday we get snow. This is how it is. I really hate it. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, have you guys noticed that it doesn't matter where you go, they say the phrase, just wait five minutes, the weather will change. You don't like the weather? Just wait five minutes, it'll change. Mm-hmm. Right? And it doesn't matter where you are. I've heard it in San Francisco. I've heard it in San Diego. I've heard it in Connecticut. I've heard it in Ohio. I've heard it in Kentucky. I've heard it in Florida. doesn't matter. Everybody has that phrase. Everybody says that. I think As that's a fucking just- New Englander, I will boldly claim that that was our shit first, and everyone stole it from us. Uh Florida. Right? I mean, the thing is, though, Jack, it's like that everywhere. Like, the weather just be like that. It don't matter where yeah. you're at. Like, the only place it's not like that is, like, like Flagstaff, Arizona, where it's just, like, yeah. desert. Middle of the desert. Yeah. It, there's, like, there's like you know, three kinds of weather. Hot, wet, and nighttime. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Pretty much, right? I mean... Am I close? Right. Well, no, in the desert, at nighttime, it, it can be like, it, it can be like, you know, like really cold. It can be like 120 during the day and like 40 at night and 30 at night. Yeah. Like the desert doesn't really uh, hold the heat that well. Yeah. All that glass dust. Sawdust, right? Yeah. It's from the crystal trees. Isn't that the theory, Reinhardt, that all the, all the deserts are, are the, uh, sawdust yeah. from cutting down the crystal trees yeah because crystal trees what what would the sawdust be it would be silica, silica. sand it'd be yeah. sand right right well where else would it have come from i mean like let's let's think about this logically where the fuck would all the silica come from yeah like topographically the deserts don't even make sense like where they are 
on the on the supposed globe. Like, there's no reason for them to be where they are. Go on. It's just like over. It's just like an overmined area. You know, we talked about like the 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 big tread marks in the Atlantic Ocean and all, all over the place, and the what look like big cuttlefish scar marks all over the hills everywhere, and the and the you know and the uh, what do they call it? Like around Utah and all that, right? Oh, out there, the Badlands or whatever it is. Badlands, thank you. That's what I was yes, it's the Badlands. That's where that's where erosion just so happened to make everything look like it was blown out with mining equipment. Crazy how nature do that. Yeah, bro. Like the mental gymnastics that they had to perform to come up with that theory was just nuts. Which which one? <laughs> you're gonna have to be you're gonna have to be specific yeah well, uh, well i'll just just say all that yeah right um i got to say that today by the way one of my favorite ones do you have any idea how little that arrows it down <laughs> oh i love using that <laughs> they said something at work about apprentices it's about, about terrible apprentices today and I, I had my whole crew consisted of of uh, five apprentices today it was terrible I mean, it wasn't terrible because I feel bad if there any of them are listening, which I doubt. But uh, they did a great job. But like coming in in the morning, and, and the one journeyman that was there was still drunk. Oh my god! Damn it. God damn it! He was cool. Like he was like he was like kind of happyish drunk in the morning. Like all right, well he, he was up late last night. He probably had a pop this morning to, to stabilize himself. No, he was like swaying by like eight thirty. My first break, he's like, I'm going home, bro. I'm just, my head space is just not, I'm feeling, I'm not feeling it today. You're like, gee, I wonder why. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, all right, get out of here, dude. Just, just get the fuck, go, go. And, uh, <laughs> he left at nine. I got stuck with five apprentices today. It was cool. I mean, I would have had five apprentices and a oh, journeyman, but like, you know, at least I would have had a journeyman to pawn off at least two of the apprentices on. True. Yeah. I had to I had to occupy I had to keep five apprentices busy all day and like juggle and make sure that nobody's fucking off. <laughs> Cause it's cause it's Saturday and it's overtime. Grr. <laughs> rabble, 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 rabble. Right. Wait, right. wait, so your your job is to make sure everyone else is actually doing work. That's what the foreman does, yeah. Oh, we need more of those all over the place. Really? Like who's in charge? Yeah. How, how are the people in charge? Have you been out in the world? It's just like kids in their pajamas running everything. Uh, this is construction, bro. You can't be in your pajamas. I mean, I'm sure guys want to, but they can't. Going to say not with that attitude, but right? No, you, <laughs> you, just, you just you just can't. You just can't. You know what's funny is our safety guy uh, has a Connecticut phone number, and I saw his phone number on the on the whiteboard, and I was like, "Oh, you're from Connecticut." He's like, why? What's wrong with Connecticut? I was like, nothing. I'm from Connecticut. He's like, oh, I'm not from Connecticut. I just got a phone number because I was staying there because I had a job there. You're from Connecticut? Weirdo. I'm like, God damn it. Got me. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Connecticut? Uh, do you have about six hours? Right. And eight, I mean, seriously. Bro, <laughs> bro, where I went to high school is like terrible now. Like the street I went, the street I lived on when I was in high school, the house my dad owned. When I was in high school, that house has had like three murders committed in it now. 
It's like a trap house and shit. What the fuck? Yeah. Like the whole, all, the whole neighborhood where I grew up, uh, Pratt & Whitney Aircraft used to be um, the big employer in, in uh, East Hartford, Connecticut, right? And uh, they moved a bunch of their stuff overseas, and they moved some to Alabama, and they moved some other places in Mexico. And uh, most of the most of the factory shut down, and um, with it, you know a shit ton of jobs, right? And uh, so they moved in the University of Connecticut football team, and they built a brand new stadium there. And you guys know what happens when there's a stadium, right? Oh yeah. Anybody? No, you do, Jack. Uh, the ghetto. It's like, oh. yeah. If you're oh, anywhere where there's yeah. a stadium, anywhere where there's a professional sports stadium, it's it's usually in the ghetto or the shitty part of town because. Oh, uh, I thought you meant what happens when you open a new stadium. Oh yeah, no, I, that's what. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you. It's in the it, well. It ghetto fies. Like if you turn that. It brings gonna, the ghetto there. It brings the ghetto there, right? It, it like for some reason there's always a ghetto around a stadium and. um East Hartford is no, no different. And my aunt was, uh, I was driving through <clears throat> to go to Rhode Island and I, and I called my aunt. I was going to stop and meet her for lunch. And she worked in East Hartford and, uh, she's like, well, don't, don't stop at this exit, come off the next exit and come back down silver lane and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, fine. Why? She's like, you don't want to get off on that exit anymore. I'm like, Oh no, really? Is it that bad? She's like, it's terrible. It's bad. It's like they yeah. took the yeah. I mean, like the north end of Hartford was always the ghetto, right? That's, that's where I grew up, and uh, they took the ghetto, they gentrified it, and they moved all the ghetto out to East Hartford and further Manchester and out that way. And it's all like putting Section Eight right in the middle of some really middle class, you know, like middle class neighborhoods. It's terrible. Dropping Jeez. a shitload of yeah. Just moving the projects out of Hartford and moving them into like, you know, nice neighborhoods. It's terrible. It's happening everywhere, you know, and that's how you. Yeah. Anyway, and then the rest of the state, the eastern part of the state, has been destroyed by oxycontins. So. Yep, can confirm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, dude. It's like it's yeah. Everywhere is fucked. You know. It's anyway. Let's talk about let's talk about something else because I'm gonna get sad. <laughs> that's where i grew up <laughs> <laughs> oh man the place i mean you know we used to walk like we used to walk to the movie theater in east hartford from my dad's house right or ride our skateboards or whatever um you can't do that anymore you'll get killed <laughs> you yeah get, yeah you just get gang banged. boom done anyway um yeah fucking new england huh? it's like that all over and and including maine which we'll get into on tuesday apparently um, I heard real quick, I heard a guy went off about non-whites and then shot people. And I was like, well, if he's killing Somalians, I mean, like, I mean, it's not murder. They're not people. Right. I was going to be like, um, I mean, is it wrong for me to not be mad at all? Like to kind of actually be the opposite of mad. But then I was like, oh, oh, it wasn't Somalis. Oh, oh. No, why would a, a, right. a crazed mass shooter actually hit intended target? When does <laughs> right. that happen? <laughs> right, right. Why mass would... shooter hitting intended target challenge impossible. Impossible. Why would any mass shooter who's mad at Arabs actually shoot any important Arabs? 
Why would any no. mass shooter who's mad at the Jews who run the world, you know, not go after Try and shoot, yeah. like, you know, yeah. Henry Kissinger or something. Right. Dude, you can't shoot Henry Kissinger. No, right. no. You would just, it would be like hitting a bag of sand. You can't. It's physically impossible. Your bullets, like, it'll do like the, the Tom and Jerry. You'd probably shoot yourself. <laughs> They'd come back around and boomerang and get you in the ass. Well, that's no fun. Yeah. Just don't, well, don't, moral of the story is don't shoot at Henry Kissinger. I accept this challenge. Show over. <laughs> Show over. That's it. Yeah. And that was the last time they ever heard from Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't. No, don't do that, Jack. You for legal purposes, uh, that was a joke. Yes. For, for, yes. It was very much a joke for, for legal and other any other purposes whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, we know that, that that can't happen. Like, death has already been like, fuck. This guy. Like. He's, well, we thought George Soros, not George Soros, but uh, it's a big new Brzezinski, right? Reinhardt, remember when we were talking about uh, Jews being vampires and Brzezinski was still alive? Oh, man. We were like, well, yeah, Brzezinski's like, what, like 700 years old? Ha, 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 ha. Two weeks later, he died. Like, oh, shit. I guess they're Par- Paranormies has the effect. Right? I don't know what happened. Well, yeah. I mean, implying, who knows, man? I mean... Who knows what goes on if they actually really die? Like Anthony Bourdain, you know, he quote killed himself. Like, did he really, or did he just like disappear off the scene? Type deal. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Are, are you telling me that in this realm, at least that we're allowed to see on the map, that there are no places that are specifically set aside for those people who exit the stage? Oh, dude, the green room. Yeah, I'm sure there's there's a huge right. green room somewhere. Yeah. Yes, the the large satanic Jewish B system green room, <laughs> right? But Liter- I repeat myself, li- literally with hookers and blackjack. Yes, you know it does. I mean, I know. Anyway, um, but it's it's you know it's satanic blackjack. So repeating not myself. the cool kind. Yeah, not the yeah, not the cool kind. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Oh man. So anyway, um it's it's Halloween month. It's about to be Halloween. Uh are any of you guys dressing up for anything to do anything? I mean I know kids aside from kids, I know Grognak, your kids probably do up Halloween pretty pretty fun, huh? Yeah. I always get the pressure to put some kind of mask or do something. I'll probably put some face paint on at least. <laughs> Just some good old fashioned corpse paint. Right on. Mm. What about you guys, Reinhardt Jack? Um, I mean, there's at my work there's a uh, there's a trunk or treat thing, so we'll just you know take little Spider Man and get some brownie points with my with my department and all that. So that's about go. it. I ain't got shit planned, but I mean, like, hey, you never know. <laughs> I don't either. I was supposed to, again. I was supposed to go to a party today, but I worked. And then we have a show. So also yeah, my, my yeah, my whole family is getting over being sick. Everybody but me. So it's because you don't believe in germs. I don't. I don't. They can't harm you if you don't believe in them. It's pretty much how it works. You know, I mean, mind over matter, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> it's why they call it that. Yeah. I mean, like they wouldn't, they wouldn't have the name if it didn't exist. 
Like exactly. I didn't, I didn't just just pull some retro causality right now. No, and, no, not at all, not at all. Um, but in the spirit of Halloween, um, where do you guys want? What do you guys want to do first? Do talk about? I'm talking about like creepy crawly stuff. Or you want to talk about spooky stuff or fake spooky stuff? Let's, <laughs> do, let's do creepy crawly. Creepy crawly stuff. All right. Yeah. So, so somebody mentioned a while back something about spiders and really big spiders. And then we got into a discussion about, or somebody got into a, I'm sure in the, uh, in the in Grognak's dungeon group, what's it called? This, the secret door. That's very like, I have a couple channels. I have like a nerdy channel. I have a channel where I just post things about spiders. Oh, that's right. You have a spider channel, right? Yeah. What's the spider channel called? It's called Praising Lolf. Praising Lolf. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh. Right? I know. Ryan Hart's like, I don't know. I mean, I like the drow, but I'm 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 cool with the Seldarin. Man. All right. I don't I don't have a spider queen dummy fetish. He doesn't have to have a spider queen dummy fetish to have okay. a, a, a page. I'm joking. It's a cool yeah. channel. It's a cool yeah, channel. It is, but also I mean praise Lolf. Right, it's pleasing, Lol. I'm sorry. Oh, please! Oh, even better, please, please, because pleasing sounds less weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, draft society is is weird. Oh, as, right. well, they live underground, so I mean, and, and, and it's a dom society, right? It's a female, right? It is a it as a uh, matriarchal society. Um, kind of like now, almost. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, did R.A. Salvatore? Trannies. Did <laughs> yeah, right? And the trannies, right? Which is like what um, when they turn into what? What was the thing that when they? I don't remember. It's been so long since I read the read the books. How are they? Oh, like, you're going back to D and D stuff? How, no, Driders. Well, yeah, Driders. Well, the Drow, right? They turn into Driders, right? Because how did yeah. that happen? Drow, Drow males that. You know, either either fail Lolf or like the the dregs of society. It's like the old it, Grognet. Correct me. It's like the ultimate punishment for a male drow, right? Yeah, because you. I mean, you're deformed and you're living as an abomination, basically. And you're also like serving. At that point, you're kind of like serving Lolf directly, like no matter what, almost like a zombie. Yeah, to obey orders and all that. Right, but you know, how like did an actual you, individual anymore? How did you end up there, though? heresy that type of thing like okay, okay. yeah I mean, yeah so you have to uh, really, kind of really... like in scientology when you try to leave the, the church of scientology <laughs> if, if, if the drought try to like flee <laughs> from Branson, and they get caught then they get turned into riders <laughs> tom cruise comes and jumps up and down on the hood of your car exactly <laughs> oh man that'd be kind of interesting to see tom cruise as a drider be a little tiny. Malice, if you're listening, hit it up in mid journey. Actually, right. I still have my membership. I'll do that later. Actually, yeah. Oh, excuse me. Gigantic yawn. Speaking of um, spiders, there's one. Hello. There's a little spider in here. 
Yeah, they're they're everywhere here. Yeah. Orb reavers and even just like the little ones, man. I was pulling weeds out, out the front of my house today and my wife went and pulled one that was right up against the front and just all of a sudden like 10, 15 of them just started skittering away. <laughs> She's like, all right, no, grab the weed backer. Oh, come on. I just went over and yeah. When they're well, when they're a certain size, like the wolf spiders and stuff like that, I will round them up with like a Tupperware, you know, throw them outside. Yeah, well, even even the little ones can freak me out because you feel them crawling on your skin, and you're like, "Is it, why, why is the hair in my arm moving?" You know what I mean? And because there's bugs under your skin, you have to tear them out. <laughs> yeah. it's, not a good, it's not a good feeling, man. No. Well, yeah, you find one, and then especially if you do have like hairy arms or hairy legs or something, then. Yeah, you're feeling it all the way throughout the day. <laughs> that's yeah, any bug. The, fan, the, the phantom spider feels right. That's that's any crawly bug, though, in my opinion. And yeah, I guess. Nobody likes, having, yeah. nobody likes having bugs on their skin. Some people do. You ever seen those weirdos that have, like, pet spiders? I've yeah, never, never known a, that. I've never known, like, a, a normal... I'm not even talking normie normal, but, like, adjusted person that had a pet spider <laughs> but have you known people that had spiders yes okay and tarantulas right yes yes they're never a normal person especially yeah, if they're, they're a dude it's kind of like horse girls but for dudes no no reinhardt we've gone over this before car guys or horse girls for dudes because car <laughs> guys right. car guys would fuck their car if they could i completely forgot about that conversation yep. you're right mm-hmm I don't recall this at all, but I'm sold. I'm not wrong. I mean, <laughs> absolutely, lie is not detected. Yeah, exactly. If a car guy could fuck his Scubaru, right? <laughs> he's oh, got, they would. Their right. WRX. Yeah, would. he's got his tuned out WRX. Thing sounds like it's it, for some reason tuned out Subarus sound like they're about to die every every rotation in that fucking boxer motor. Right. Yep. And then something goes wrong and they, they throw as many OEM parts as they can on it and say, Yeah, man, I don't know what happened. Oh man. I had a buddy um who's got a two door uh WRX Impreza and the last year of like the sick version and I don't remember what happened. He had a he had like a racing motor and some shit put into it and it was like twenty grand to do the motor and he got it back and there was something wrong. And they were like, yeah, we're going to have to pull everything apart and blah, 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 blah. It's going to actually cost you another 12 grand on top. Oof. Yeah, he had right. just spent like 20. Yeah. Luckily, he has a lot of money. So that was beside well, the. But beside the. Fuck you money, then, like. Yeah, well, whatever. it's not really fuck you money, but at the same time, like, it doesn't hurt as much as. Like, there's. Well, I mean, I don't have 30. He won't be starving for. You know. Right. He's not going to be starving for dropping 32 grand on his car. $32,000 for the fucking motor. It's insane. Yeah. But it's a, like, or whatever it was, a ridiculous fucking Subaru. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah, you can you can spend a lot of money on those all-wheel drive rockets. You guys remember, um, speaking of rockets and cars, remember uh, Bob Lazar's rocket-powered CRX? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we covered that in an episode once. With Bradshaw, I remember that. Great episode. Yes. And I still think Bob Lazar believes everything he says. 
I mean, oh, the, yeah. people and people yeah. outside continue to believe things that Bob Lazar says. Sure. He continues to be a very influential figure. Sure, because he clearly believes what he's talking about. And he's not that right. good of an actor. He he clearly believes what he's talking about. He's seen things, whether they're implants, you know, in his in his brain or whatever. Yeah, whatever it is, you know. Whether he's seen real tech that's ours, quote air quotes ours, you know. But whatever back to back to spiders um do you guys remember in the iraq war uh there was the videos going around of the like the afghani cave spiders that were like five feet tall or whatever they were remember Bro, three, three yeah. feet across yes yeah. camel spiders camel yes, spiders camel yes. spider. i couldn't spiders. remember That's the name i'm like ah yeah. oh, it's at the tip of my tongue yes yeah, those cave spiders are massive spider. they're not that big i mean they're comparatively speaking to like what we got if you're from America, they're big, like you said before. Yeah, but they don't have shit like, like that here. No, but the pictures they had them holding them up like they were like they were fucking giant king crabs. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm all set with little giant spider things, spider crab things. Aren't they technically scorpions or something? Um. I don't know. I don't. They I don't, fall into some weird category. Yeah, the camel spiders. They're they are in. They're an order of arachnid called solif solifugae solifugae. Oh, solifugies. Solifugies. Right? Okay, solifugies. Yeah. So yeah, fucking yeah, gays. Right. So camel spiders, wind scorpions, and sun spiders. A thousand different species, you guys. Giant Dang camel it. spider. Okay, here we go. Giant camel spider. That so is, you guys think that spiders are just like from the underworld? Like that's where they come from? They leak out all the time? No, because there are plenty of spiders that are <clears throat> that are out and about in... You know, we, we may not see this in many parts of America, but, you know, you go to, like, Southeast Asia or South America or something, and they're out and about, you know, in the daylight. They live in trees. They live on the outside of trees. You know, uh, Thailand, you know, my dad would see spiders building webs between trees that were, you know, bigger than his head. Right. Um, I, I don't think that they need, not all spiders need that kind of uh, underworld environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so these things don't really look like regular spiders. They do, but they don't. And the way that the they the way that they have them photographed with these guys with their next to their legs, the way the camera is positioned, they look a lot bigger than they are. They're still like six to eight inches long. Still freaking huge. But they're not like you know, these big two foot, three foot things. Still would not want one of those anywhere near me. Have you guys seen the videos in like Australia where the guy like goes up to his car and he pokes the underside of his door handle and out that from there sounds familiar. Comes a fucking so. a huntsman spider that's like the size of a dinner plate comes out from underneath. <sighs> See, the thing about Australia is like other than the um other than the, the opossum. Like literally everything in Australia is either like venomous or wants to kill you or is trying to kill you <laughs> or it looks like it's going to kill you. If it could kill you, it would, or at least try. Right. 
life on hard mode. Is that what you said before? Pretty much, yeah. Um, the spiders in yeah, Australia. That's, that's the kind of video that enticed me to start the channel. It's just like, I got to put all these crazy spider videos somewhere. Yeah, man. And there are some crazy spider videos. Uh, here to see that, like, there's like a mass. looks like a rock. The guy pokes it. It's not a rock. It's a gajillion spiders. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. What would you do? I mean, like, what would you, I mean, come on, seriously. Like, if you encountered something like that, you're Grognak, you, you still do, um, you still do like, uh, old home renovation stuff. Oh yeah. Sometimes. Right. So let's say, for example, you know, you're doing a renovation, right? You know, you're in, you're in an old 1700s house or whatever you, you know, you're going up into the attic, you open it up and then there, there's something like that. What do you do? Like burn the whole place down or kill everything with fire. Yeah. 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 How do you explain that to your, how do you explain that to your organization that the house burned down? If they saw it, they, they would understand. (laughs) Dude. When I worked at a historic museum, there was this old print shop that I used to work in and downstairs, used to go down below where they kept all like the, the, the typesetting stuff for all the printers. And uh, they had a giant spider on one of the doors. It was, it was bigger than my hand with its legs splayed out, right? It was the yeah. type of sp- I don't know what it was, but it was one of those spiders when you see it, like it's so big you could you just imagine it could speak English, like it could talk to you. <laughs> How are you doing today? Good morning. <laughs> and I'll tell you like I used to go down there every time I had to open that shop. One of the first things I would do when I opened up the shop was go look for the spider and make sure it was still in that spot. And like the day it disappeared was the scary day when it just wasn't there anymore. And I was like, Oh fuck, where is he? Well, I mean, first of all, it's probably a she second. It probably died. Probably. Maybe. No, male spiders are usually a lot smaller than the female. Yeah. Yeah, it's some weird. It was one of the biggest spiders I ever saw. In my yeah, life. it, was it a looked big like bitch. it was going to speak to me. Literally, that was a big female. Like that was that was like a shelob, dude. In the spider world, you ever try to like go to squish a spider and instead of getting squished, it like goes up your arm instead somehow? No, kind of like magic trick. <laughs> no, never had that happen. You never tried to like squish a spider for your kids and instead it's like on you all of a sudden. Um, no, not really. I don't think I've, I don't think I, I don't remember having, I don't think I remember having any spiders run up my arms. But, uh, yeah, I don't either. Yeah. Unfortunately. Thank God. Unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, what was the movie? What was, okay. We were talking about, I was going to say, speaking of movies, remember we were talking about Halloween 3? Mm hmm like a, a week or two ago. Right. The scene that always freaked me out the most in that movie is when that the, the kids are wearing the mask and the, the commercial comes on and like, I don't know what the fuck happens to them, but like spiders and stuff come crawling out of the mask. You, you ever seen that? Yeah. I remember that. I don't, I don't know how the spiders ended up being tied in with the masks. The masks were the, what was killing people, right? They were killing the kids, right? Yeah, but it like yeah. makes bugs crawl out of them. Like, oh, yeah, so weird, dude. So weird. 
Um, but speaking of movies, so I remember when I was a kid, there's a movie called Food of the Gods. You guys ever, you ever see this movie? It's a, it's a horror movie. And something happened and the something got into the water or the food supply or something and all these animals grew really huge. There were giant rats and there were giant worms and there were giant snakes and there were giant spiders. Anybody remember this movie? I feel like I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Okay. What, dec- what decade was it? It was seventies, definitely. It was a seventies cheesy, okay, cheesy seventies uh, horror movie. Was it done in the same vein as like the old, like Godzilla, King Kong, like claymation? I uh, wasn't claymation. No, they used like real rats and stuff like that for the where they did the thing where they would film the animals superimpose them. and then superimpose. Yeah, the superimposition type. Yeah, it was really corny. That's cool. Very, very corny. Um, but I remember being freaked out by it because the worms came out of the shower head. Oh. Yeah, that'll get you. That'll, that'll get you want to take a shower when you're a kid. <laughs> yeah. God, dude. Yeah, the, the maggots and worms and, and, and things that yeah. always gets to me. Like that scene in Poltergeist with the steak. Ugh. Oh, yeah, do the steak. Yeah, the steak and the dad. And the steak, not the dad, the steak and the guy in the mirror. Those are the two ones. <laughs> But but spiders, okay, so in Food of the Gods, there were giant spiders, too. I was just like, no, no, thank you. And then, what was the movie? Arachnophobia? You guys remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. yes. That, was, that when I was like eight. That was like the 90s. I think that was like the early 90s, late 90s. This is supposed to be a comedy. You guys didn't know. <laughs> yeah, it was a comedy, but like a horror comedy. They 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 did that a lot in like in the nineties and the in the two thousands and the aughts. They uh they did like horror comedies or like what was that one movie? Very bad things, like a dark comedy, right? So like this would be this would be sort of a dark comedy, arachnophobia. They just put Bill Paxton in it. They're like, no, it's funny. Huh? Yeah, right. No, it was a horror movie about people getting, pepperonis. It was a horror movie about people getting killed by spiders, venomous spiders. Dude, it was scary. That was a scary movie when I was little. Yeah, because the spider like, got in your. I was worried about the the little poisonous spider at that point. Like it wasn't even about a big giant spider. Yeah, every spider was venomous at that point. It was just yeah. like just like everything else, dude. It was all meant to scare you. Like like just like the AIDS thing. Like you know, nobody was getting AIDS, but you were afraid to like sit on a toilet seat. You know, same thing with these little baby spiders are going to bite you in your sleep and kill you now. But yeah, there was arachnophobia. And those was eight-legged freaks. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know it's not spiders, but uh, I, was, I always hated the movie Ticks. It was like the same vein. Like the ticks would go under people's skin and oh, man. show them moving around under the flesh. Uh, so, don't think I've oh. seen that. I haven't seen that, and don't think I want to. Well, that's like the um, like the scarabs in the mummy. Oh, oh yeah, it was just like oh, that. Those yeah. things. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Also, that, that along, always got me as a kid. Yes. Also, yep. along that vein is the thing that went in Chekhov's ear in Wrath of Khan. 
Oh yeah, Ooh, that's not quite to bring, a throwback. I almost forgot about that. Not to bring that, up that doesn't even like belong in that movie. It's such a this bizarre like horror scene, right? Right. Well, that movie was actually like a legitimate fucking like space drama with like some fucking you know really tense scenes. Like with that that whole scene, Khan was badass, dude. That was that was a good one. I, I was not a big fan of any of the movies and that show, but I did see that one, and that one it just stood out to me. And that scene, oh, God, crawl in his ear, God damn it. Oof. But, um, no, dude, arachnophobia had that, had that, uh, that fear of there's not a spider on you, but there might be. There's one lurking in the corner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you close your eyes, he's going to like run up your leg and bite you in your neck and kill you. Suck all the blood out of you by the time you get home. You look like the mom from Psycho, right? Oh yeah, because the, the spider was in the in the box that was the guy's casket. I guess that flew flew home from South America. When they opened it up, he was completely de- devoid of fluid. Yeah, it turned you into like a human prune. Yeah, and that spider would have been that spider would have weighed eighty pounds to process that Ugh. much. You know what I mean? Would have to to have drained a guy to look like that. One spider would have had to have worked very very hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Other other spider movies. There was Eight Legged Freaks, which was kind of stupid, right? Wasn't that giant spiders? Yeah, those things. Yeah. How did that happen? How how I don't remember the movie. How were they the giant? Was, I don't know. Was it I was really young when I saw it. I probably Grognak. What was it? I never saw that one. That's really? a newer one, right? I mean, newer as in like twenty uh, years old, at least, yeah. or something like 2000 that. Thousand, at least, yeah. Somewhere like somewhere around there. Who's in it? Uh, David Arquette, I think, is in it. Two thousand. Two. I was gonna say it's a very modern kind of title. Yeah, David Arquette. Okay, two thousand. Yeah, two thousand two. David Arquette. Um, that's it. That's yeah. That's that is it. Uh, oh, Scarlett Scarlett Johansson. Oh, Scar. No, Scarlett Johansson did it, dude. Yeah. Huh. I've never. I I, I have missed that. that one. Why were the spiders big? Do you guys remember? I, I have no idea, dude. I do not. They remember. went to the gym. Yes, they were. Yes, they lifted. Yes, every every spider. Just remember this, guys. Every spider that you fail to kill the first time is out there doing push-ups. It's getting stronger, and it will come right. back. There was the a plot full of spiders that are exposed to mutagenic toxic waste. Oh, okay. So they. Oh, okay. So it was Ninja Turtles meets spiders. Okay. All right. Whatever. Teenage Mutant Ninja Spiders does not really roll off the tongue. It's the same amount of syllables. That's true, but it just sounds weird. Well, yeah. About a 48% of Rotten Tomatoes. That's oh. way too high. Well, you got to remember, Rotten Tomatoes is usually, uh, for movies that are terrible, they usually give them good ratings. So for that to have a 48, it must be like a 2 in real life. Yeah, whatever the Rotten Tomatoes is, just go the complete opposite. It's like the opposite. Yeah, yeah. We, we I actually took 
the I took one of my most horror enthusiastic kobolds to go see the Five Nights at Freddy's movie last night. Yeah, how was that? It was awesome. It was really good, actually. I don't go to movies for horror movies at all, or especially very often. But this is like her thing. She loves this franchise, so uh, it, and that had a twenty five percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but it was quite good. Well, there you go. And that's the other thing is if something has a really bad rating on Rotten Tomatoes, chances are you might like it. Mm. Rotten Tomatoes right. is like the opposite. Yeah, the, like like Jews do the opposite of what Rotten Tomatoes says. Yeah, maybe there wasn't enough diversity in the film. There wasn't enough uh, oh, no. feministic oh, no. roles or something. Oh, no. It's like when you look at why uh, a town and like they say that a uh, an area isn't good, it's because it has like <laughs> too much uh, diversity. Yeah, yeah, too little diversity. They're like, no, no. Oh, right. Yes, that's here. what I meant. Yes. Well, it's like <laughs> Maine, you know, like the safest state, and it's like also the oh, lowest man. diversity, or you know, Vermont. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. They score an A plus for safety, but a D minus for diversity. Oh. Gee, I'm okay with that. I'll take that. I'll take that failing grade. You know, I'll I'll give him an F. Just round it down to an F. I wonder if these things are connected. Yeah, I mean, hmm. Mm. Yeah, I was. I watch these channels on YouTube where these got this one particular guy just does road trips to America. He's like, let's go see what the most dangerous town is in this state, and uh, he went through Maine and he was like, well, this this town the demographics are are 99% white. And then he goes on to talk about how poor it is and this and that, but they somehow they only have 2000 crimes a year, nonviolent crimes a year. He's like, Oh wow. Isn't that strange? It's, like, it's, it's a mystery. We'll never solve it. Yeah. Get the mystery machine. Send them the main crazy. How nature do that. Absolutely wild. Hmm. <laughs> and then you have diversity. You add diversity. To like say Lewiston or Augusta or whatever, and they always, you know, what you have that you didn't have in Maine before? Rape, <clears throat> car theft, bike theft, bike theft, lots of yeah, bike theft. Good one, Reinhardt. Bike theft. Well. Reinhardt, you had spiders sound better, way yeah, better. Spiders are sp- that's the kind of diversity I'd rather deal with. I would rather deal with orb weavers than bulb heads. You know I'm saying, I want to know the guy who came up with these names. Which names? Like, orb weaver, bulb head. No, well, bulb head is a name for Somalians, but uh, orb weaver and spiders. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to pull it back into spiders. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but go ahead and yeah, Reinhardt. No, you were you were talking about uh, some some spider deities. We're we're talking about yeah. this. Yeah. Tell me, yeah. tell me something about spider deities. So spider deities are are interesting. They do exist all over the world, um, but specifically in places where you find. Poisonous spiders, very large, <laughs> large, dangerous spiders. You find just a, a very diverse population. Um, even in America, we've got them, but they're very popular in uh, Asian and African cultures. I mean, Greece and Rome as well. Um, you know, you've got Arachne, 
the ancient Near East, Egypt, you've got these spider deities that signify a number of things. Like they can they can be anything from creators to destroyers. They can be um, sexual goddesses, basically dummy goddesses. Um, in mm-hmm. Africa, they're tricksters. They're they're all about basket weaving. Is it Kali that has the eight arms or something? Mm-hmm. Is there an Indian one? What's the Indian one? Uh, well, Kali's got eight arms. Okay, but I can't remember. I can't remember if there's if there's a specific one in India or not. I know in Japan we missed this one. I think in in Japan it's a. I I'm gonna butcher it, but it's the prostitute spider is what it's literally called. It's what the fuck. I mean, if you didn't, if or the or the whore spider, <laughs> the whore spider, uh, little web building whore. Wait a second. <laughs> um, yeah, you said you said the basket weaving spiders. Mm-hmm. So they're in Africa. The con- yeah, the concept. Yeah, the concept of of spiders obviously building webs is well known. Right, I mean, that's that's what they do. Um, probably the most famous is going to be uh, Nancy in African legends. Um, Nancy, as far as I remember, yeah, it was the trickster spider. It's like a West African spider. The tale has been told and retold so many times, and and has been you know brought by quote slaves and has been turned into basically quantified hmm. type thing, but. Yeah, it was a trickster god, basket weaver, very crafty. Um, that's something that that flows throughout even the ancient Americas too. Is the idea of this this craftiness, this cleverness? Um, I, I wonder if uh, Nat- was it Native a- Americans don't have like a negative connotation to the spider deity. They no, they call I it like a grandmother or something. Spider grandmother. I think that's where we get our dream catchers from. Something like that, yeah. But they they don't have it as like this dark. You know, it's it's not necessarily a demon. No, yeah, spiders are not they're not necessarily a bad thing. Right. Because Where, spiders, they as we all know, spiders take care of many insects. Sure. Absolutely. Um Yeah, they do and like I I try to leave them alone as much as possible, like I said, unless they're like big ass wolf spiders, and then it's like, all right, get out, give me a give me a Tupperware with a lid. Right. With a lid. <laughs> yes, you have to specify with a fifteen year old. <laughs> Sorry, exactly. <laughs> and then it's like, as I'm throwing the spider, I'm like, sorry about the two broken legs. <laughs> like, you shouldn't have been in my bedroom. You should not have been in my bedroom. Dude, fuck that. You get out of here with that. I hate those spiders. Those are like the scariest looking spiders, in my opinion. What, wolf spiders? Yeah. They're like they the least. Mean. They they're not mean, mean dude. Now, brown recluses are the. Are the- the scariest that I've come in contact they're, with. The, none of them are scary. They're just spiders. I mean, but well, it's uh, it's it's what the ones that will bite humans. It's what they can do to you. It's like a brown recluse. Sure, but you have to physically yeah. like Rot put your, your hand. hand apart. You have to put your hand in a place where a brown recluse can get at you. Like they're not just going to be. Right. They're not going to be chilling out in their wood pile and see you walking by and be like, "Hey, hey, bring your arm over." Oh, here. they're going to be chilling in my with that one specific guy over there. <laughs> like, hey, hey, nigga, hey, hey, you, you want to get your arm rotted off? You with your <laughs> arm? You with the arm? Bring it over here. <laughs> your arm be looking pretty good. 
You know you want to bring it over here. It do be looking <laughs> kind of good, though. Right, right. And that, no, it doesn't work like that. It just so happens you're, you're like in your shed and you're cleaning something up and you reach underneath. And it's that scene from Arachnophobia. And you get bit and it's over and you're dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dude, I've like I've been on the internet as a teenager. I remember Rotten.com. They had like a whole <laughs> section for spider bites. You fucked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got to see all those people that got bit by brown recluses were like missing just like chunks of their hands and stuff. Yeah. Dude, pretty- every time I went to fill my wood stove as a kid, I thought of that. Yep, brown recluses. See, I think the idea of spiders is just scarier than the spider, right? It is. It definitely is. That is something that I can agree with uh, because we have, well, at least in the West, right? I was going to say, if you're in Australia, maybe that's a bit different, but. What do you mean? If you're in Australia, maybe it's different. Don't, uh, Don't they have like. Yeah, go on. Like deadly fucking spiders? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, in Australia. That's what, yeah. Is that where all those kids are going? Kids are going, what? 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 Did I miss something? Australia has like 2,000 missing people a month, right? Or something. We've talked about that. 2,000 a month? 20,000. It's like really, yeah, Australia is like the highest missing. A month? That sounds unsustainable. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 2,000 a month sounds like insane. I mean, I know it's got probably some of the largest amounts of uninhabited land outside of freaking Russia, but... Yeah, like I see people, I could see how people disappear in the bush, but like, uh, right, it's, it's more than 38,000 per year. Okay. That's definitely not 2000 or 20,000 per month. No, 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 no. no. Okay. So more than 38,000 per year. So we're looking at an average of about 12 months, about a little more over 3000 a month. 2022 Australia had over 55,000 missing person reports. I mean, is it not just people getting drunk and wandering off into the bush? No, no I don't know, dude. We've talked about this before. This is like a thing. This is like a mysterious Australia thing. It's spiders. Spiders. Yeah. Obviously. Clearly. It has to be spiders. <laughs> you have to believe it was spiders. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think Giorgio Sukalos would say? Spiders are so actually aliens. Spider web with his fingers. Alien spiders. That's right. Graham Hancock would say um, they weren't aliens. He wouldn't, right? Because he wouldn't. Because he never says anything about about uh, aliens. No, he would just claim that they're like ninety thousand years old. <laughs> right? Isn't he the guy? Doesn't he say this Sphinx is like twenty five thousand years old? Yeah, his his thing is to like just mega date everything like way too old. Mm. He's an ice age guy. Man, I I have to say though, like the idea we talk about megafauna and megaflora on the show sometimes. The idea of an actual giant spider is pretty terrifying though. Oh, for sure. Like Shelob. Oh man. Yeah. Like ah a, yes. Like a spider big enough to fucking pick you up and spin you around. As after it bit you in the neck and put you to sleep, and then talk to your bro. Give like a a an Anglo-Saxon soliloquy to your best bro. All right. That's still one of the only things that I hate the Peter Jackson cut. Yeah. Well, 
it was it was something that couldn't have really happened at that point. Mm. Uh, the Rankin Bass cartoon was way creepier with the spiders. Yeah, and and that is that one portion. That is one portion me, of yeah. the Hobbit, like the live action Peter Jackson, that I'm glad that they kept in there was the the talking spiders in um in Merkwood, who are all kin to Shelob. Right, that's what I'm saying. Talking spiders, scary. Talking spiders. It's like an octopus. It's the type of creature you think could talk, right? It's so smart. It's smart looking. Like it's just plotting against you. Oh, they, they are incredibly smart. Spiders are by no means dumb. And, right. And right. ancient peoples knew this. I mean, even after even after the Sumerian spider goddess got raped by Anki, apparently spiders could get raped. Thanks, I hate it. That's the that's the PG version. I figured as much. Yeah, just just check what I sent. <laughs> just check the list of stories. Do I want to? <laughs> I mean, it's not terrible. It's I mean, a run-of-the-mill Sumerian rape like, story. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, and Tolkien, Tolkien, we know as we know, drew heavily not just from mythology, but was probably at least a fractured lost history of certain parts of the world. Um, and access to Oxford's library. Absolutely. The, oh yeah. The basements of Oxford library, mm. which I think would, would probably rival some of the Vatican's stuff. Some of Dude, that sounds gonna, like a great album title right there. One, the, the basement of Oxford library. That sounds pretty cool. Actually. For an album title, right? But, but yeah, you've got all these spiders, which go back to one um, singular. You can call her, you can call her a demon, or you can call her a fallen spirit, whatever. But her name was Ungoliant, and she's the one who who drained the the trees of their light, who darkened the world, um, and became addicted to to that light. Burned her entire body out, went and had kids, and died. Because hmm. she had stolen essentially what was essentially the the remaining light of of the world, which came from heaven. Stupid spider. spiders, 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 and probably probably the most Spoilers. famous spider would be Arachne from Greece. Okay. Um, yeah, Arachne was cursed by Athena uh, because she had. Athena was jealous of Arachne's weaving skills. So you see the, the weaving again, the craftiness, the creation right. part of things. And so she had cursed her. Um, so she you know, destroyed Arachne's work. Um, and then this is the gayest part. She sees how sad she is. And then she just, just and Arachne decides to hang herself because she's sad. Come on, a spider hang herself? No, she was a human at this oh, point. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, she, she was a human woman challenged by a goddess ah. who was who was jealous of her skill so she hanged herself she was depressed and then athena brought her back to life transformed as a spider using the poison oh, oh she, had, she had a certain poison i can't remember what it was called but so that she could weave for all time hmm interesting yeah, it probably probably came from the Near East. As well. Yeah, I mean, didn't don't most like that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, especially with Greece and Rome, like they usually go up from the Near East, whether through Canaan, through Lydia, through um, well, Lydia would have been Phoenicia, hmm. would have been around Phoenicia at that time. So, yeah, up through that area, across the the Dardanelles, up into Greece. Okay. So they all, hmm, they all they all converge at at certain points, and you see the the same themes spreading out and then you just have japan where you know you have the horse spider <laughs> yeah the horse spider oh, it's interesting that japan is the, they're the ones who utilize actual like spider webbing and silkworm like in silk and all that right originally yeah japan china they, like yeah, yeah, and you use them in mulberry trees and things like that. Are they the first ones to start using that? I don't know if they're the first, but they're definitely known for it. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Hmm. hmm. I'll take an uneducated guess and say, yes, that is correct. Source, it came to me in a dream. <laughs> Source, I made it up. Well, I mean, like, I didn't make it up. Like, I mean, like, who would just go on the internet and tell lies? Like, that that's... This well, that's true. That's true, yeah. No way. No way. It's unheard of. Yeah. It's illegal to do that. You can't do it. No. No. Not allowed. You're literally not allowed. Yeah. It's like how, like, cops have to tell you that they're cops when they're undercover. It's oh, like yeah. the law. It's how it works. Yep. Yeah, they talk about spider silk being used for all kinds of crazy things, bandages, bandages surgical thread, uh, wear-resistant, lightweight clothing, bulletproof clothing. I was snets, about to say seat, earlier, seat belts, yeah, parachutes. Uh, the military. Like, where are they was, getting all spiders? Dude, <laughs> what? So, uh, where they make all like the uh, basically every everything except for like the weapons. So, like all the gear and. MREs and stuff like that has developed uh, the Natick Army Labs. Hmm. Well, way back when they were trying to make uh, body armor out of uh, basically spider webs, uh, the entire surrounding area, because the spiders got out, uh, there was a huge outbreak of whatever spider they used. And I just remember hearing about it, and it was fucking hilarious. Hmm. Like it was yeah, bad. Like we saw spider webs like fucking that? everywhere. I, I don't. I don't even know. <laughs> no, I'm intrigued. Yeah, but like, who, like well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> they harvested. <laughs> they harvested spider webs out of the spiders, or like they went and just like took down some cobwebs. I, I mean, I would assume they just let the spiders build the nest and then they come take it down mm. at least i hope that's what they did because anything else would be probably kind of really weird yeah really weird but like i don't know about you but um i wouldn't want to be the uh test dummy it's like yeah we we made this body armor out of um checks notes spider webs uh, we're going to shoot you with a body armor on, see if it works. Uh, no, I'm good. Just stand there. No, don't don't worry about it. It's, you're going to be fine. Just stand there. 
Just to be embarrassed. I swear. Yeah. It works 100% of the time, about 30% of the time. Swear to God. So 100%. apparently there is a, in the University of Wyoming, Laramie, they have a professor of molecular biology who's trying to achieve uh, basically the goal of genetic engineering of synthetic silk. But they're saying that chemical synth- synthesis is not viable presently because they don't understand how the silk structure like kind of replicated apparently, but they've been trying for years. It's very interesting. Hmm. Well, Hmm. do you think that they'll ever come up with a, uh, a thing to make like, like Spider-Man's web generator his, his web shooters? No, because they would never give us something that cool. Well, I was going to say, they either have that technology already or it will come out. And when it does come out, it's going to be used in an extremely gay and retarded way. Like saving trannies. Yeah, basically (laughs) something to that. It's just like a Marvel comic in 2023 right now. What's Spider-Man up to? Oh, to be able to use this technology, you have to uh, prove that you cut your dick off. Uh, like, you have to nah, prove that you won't use <laughs> it to lock your bikes. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> they want to get your bike stolen. I mean, that's the only reason I would use it. <laughs> All right. Well, how much more spider stuff do we have, you guys? Because we're at, we're at like an hour right now. Do we have more oh, spider I- stuff? We can creepy crawl our way out to a break. All right. We will creepy crawl our way out to break. And when we come back, we're going to have some more stuff for you. It's going to have to do with, uh, might be creepy crawly, might be spooky, might be Halloween. might be all of those things, but we'll be back.
right, everybody, we are back. This is still the Paranormies. I'm still Johnny with Reinhardt, Grognak, and Jack. We're still talking about Halloween-y type stuff. Uh, man, spiders kind of give people the heebie-jeebies. Uh, I don't really... I mean, that's not true. There are times that spiders do startle the shit out of me. But for the most part, they don't scare me. Um only when they startle you, like you know what I mean, like when when you're not expecting a spider, right? Yeah, but like if I'm if I'm not expecting it and I feel something crawling down my arm, I am gonna flip a little bit. Right, but like when exactly would you expect a spider? Right, nobody you're expects like, the spider inquisition. <laughs> you're like in the bathroom stall at the gas station. You gotta, you just had to go. It sucks. And, you go in there and you reach down for a piece of that cardboard paper and instead of grabbing a wad of toilet paper, you just like get this big spider out of there instead. Dude, I am I'm going out to the car and getting my gun at that point. <laughs> yeah. That's that's one time where yeah, I, I would just shoot up the bathroom. You guys ever see the pictures where they're in the they're they're in the toilet paper dispenser, like big ones? Yep, nope, not happening. Nope. <laughs> Nope. That's why I don't poop at the gas station. You know, is don't. Sorry, it's not gonna not gonna get attacked by spiders while I'm while I'm dropping a deuce. That's what I like to call last last ditch effort. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You know, if you don't have your knock around stick for the woods. Right. Oh, your spider. Yeah, your spider stick. Yeah. Sure. Was um, it skull? My, was it skull? Was talking about stick. spider stick. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. Yeah, you and your spider. Yeah, your spider stick when you go out on yeah, yeah. walking around. Yeah. Really, it's just to it's just to take care of the the webs that aren't being used anymore. Sure. And if they are getting used anymore, that's too bad. Well, if they are and they're and they're right in the middle of a doorway that right. I have to walk out of, then sorry. <laughs> I mean, when I when I go in the chicken coop and there's one that's like right in my face, I will try and duck it. But as a six foot man, if I can't duck it all the way, I'm taking it out. Right. Like, sorry guys. Yeah, not happening. Nope, not happening. Anyways, um, moving on from spiders, uh, Halloween. You know, you usually hear about ghosts and goblins and stuff, right? Spiders and witches, but uh, but ghosts, um, ghost hunters. I haven't heard too much out of out of ghost hunters recently, but for a while, guys like Zach Beggins were huge. Um, you guys want to do the ghost hunter stuff? Yeah, yeah. let's get to it. All right, cool. Forced spookiness, right? Almost. Yeah, I've been talking about this for probably two, three years now. Yes. Sp- spiders are like naturally kind of spooky, whereas like some of this stuff just has to be forced down your throat. Yeah. What do you mean? Now explain what you mean. Like the, the ghosts. Like go- to me, a ghost is only scary if you feel some kind of ghostly presence yourself. You're you're in some creepy place. You're all alone, and for some reason. You feel like you are not alone. Like you feel like there is something there with you, but it's not a human being you can see. Okay, right. that's spooky. But ghost hunting shit, I think, is so sensational. I could never. I don't even understand. Are people who watch ghost hunting shows actually afraid of them? 
I don't know. I don't know anybody that watches ghost hunting shows, to be honest. I mean, when I was younger, it was always just a fascination. Like, it's it's not like I was ever really scared, but it's that kind of fascination. And here I was like 12, 13 years old. I, I don't know much better, um, you know, watching these things and just wondering like, okay, is something happening? But after about a year or two, you're still thinking, why would they allow this on TV if this is actually real? If this is pro- supposedly proof of the paranormal and they never get proof um no it's always just some weird noise or uh a light or a blip on the emf meter right or in the case of like zach baggins or zach baggins whatever it's you know him saying that he he's in a trance and then they cut to some you know actress that's playing a ghost or something like that and that's supposedly what he's seeing you know they throw all the sensational crap out there and until ghost adventures it was strictly yeah like the the ghost hunters stuff where it would be dude off camera throwing a rock they're like oh what was that (laughs) right yeah i call him zach baggins because i don't want to sully the name baggins (laughs) that's true but i i make sure to say baggins and not baggins all right. As much as I can. But yeah, you're right, right. Ba- Baggins. Yeah. yeah. Or just Zach Baggin. Faggins. Yeah, he's a faggot. Anyway, which, one, which show is that? was he from? Ghost Adventures. That's Ghost Hunters. That was Ghost, Ghost Adventures. Adventures. Okay. Ghost Hunters was like the fat dude with the goatee, the yes. two plumbers. Okay. There was, like, there was like a spur of these shows that all came up at the same time on Discovery. Yeah. Travel I mean, channel was, stuff, right? There was a haunting, which was you know the super uh, like the the re reenactment version. They would interview people and then have actors do reenactments of what happened. There was you know, uh, ghost hunters was taps. There was paranormal state out of like Penn State University, I think. Oh yeah, I remember paranormal state. That one was probably the best precursor to ghost adventures once ghost adventures came out everything just got taken to a new level of sensationalism huh now what was like the the breakout interest for these things you guys remember what started all these shows coming out i don't I know it was kind of like a resurgence of like uh, Wicca and uh, ghosts and all that stuff kind of around the same time, wasn't it? Yeah, with all the new age stuff and and kind of a renewed like post satanic panic and post 1990s, a renewal of interest in the paranormal and, um, you know, the, the, the idea of, quote, what's beyond. So, yeah, I think it all goes hand in hand. Because uh, you had people that would study these things in the 60s, 70s, 80s, but they were never really on the map. They mm. You could connect them more with like psychics and mediums and stuff from the early 1900s than you could to what's happening today. Unless you're talking about Ed and Lorraine Warren, which we can get to them in a bit. Yes, actually. I, I, was, I was actually thinking it's almost... Um, it's almost the reality television stuff that's that brought that into the forefront, wasn't it? 
like you had unsolved mysteries and like these shows they they were spooky they were about ghosts they did the reenactment stuff with actors and you know with all the the pretty cool scenes they set up but you didn't really have people running around with cameras like in their hands until after the survivor stuff came to be right that's how i remember it anyways yeah i mean you had you had that terrible 1990s comeback of the Twilight Zone with uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh man, and <laughs> and shows like that, and yeah, unsolved mysteries. And I think they they realized, hmm, I wonder if we can we can try and cash in and like actually talk about ghosts and demons. And it just kind of took off because at the end of the day, people have that that desire to know something. Like Dogbot will say, it's a god shaped hole. Well, they fill it with everything with everything but you know Mm. um so i don't know i think it's i think it's all of the above have you guys ever been on any kind of a um like a ghost tour supposedly a tourist trap ghost tour or like a real one it's, it's a matter of opinion, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, Johnny, you start. Well, I mean, supposedly, there's this haunted property we went to, and nothing happened. So, of course, you know that was that was like a tour guide thing, or on your local, own? No, it was like a local friends thing. People knew about it. We went and the checked local it out. haunted house. Yeah, the local haunted house. I mean, I gave myself my own tour at that insane asylum years back, but that that's about it. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that um, that was three spoopy five May. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've I've been on like the tourist trap ghost tours in in cities like Charleston. But those ended up being like these are the ghosts of slaves. Mm. Um, yeah, things things like that. But I mean, probably aside from my own experiences in my own home, I mean, the only time I've ever felt anything like I've been to a house and was like, "There's something weird here." It was a pig farm in East Tennessee that my family friends were trying to buy. Thank God they didn't. Hmm. Did you see some ghosts of pigs? <laughs> pig ghosts, ghosts of pigs? Pig ghosts, man. That'd be scary. Dude, pigs, living pigs already annoy the crap out of me. No, I, I thought I saw something, but in general, it was a severe dread clamminess that had come over me in 95 degree summer Tennessee weather. Um, and I had heard something whispering mm. in my, like in my ear. Well, I was that's totally spooky. Alone. Yeah. I was totally alone. I ran straight to the Ford expedition, locked those doors and just sat in the back seat. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty spooky. But at the end of the day, that's, that's a personal experience. That's something that's, most people are never never going to believe. You, you try and say that on, on TV. 
when all this is starting up, they're like, okay, so you say you heard something, you say you saw something, what's, you know, what do we have here? That's when you see ghost shows start using, you know, right. FLIR thermal imaging. And obviously, um, uh, Zach Faggins popularized the spirit box stuff on TV. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Now they have iPhone apps for spirit boxes. You know? Boy. There was obviously interest in the 90s. I, Guys, correct me if I'm wrong. Was there kind of a resurgence of interest, like with all the new age stuff in uh, like Ouija boards? Mm-hmm. No, definitely oh, yeah. there was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so stuff, stuff like that all comes together to take what was an offshoot of unsolved kind of mysterious reality TV into just roller coaster ride survivor esque ghost hunting. Hmm. That that's a really interesting analogy because when you think of the idea of a haunted house, like literally on the tracks, like you're riding on the cart and stuff, it's it's all about like just the, the, the quick cheap scares and selling the ticket. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of commercialism behind scaring people. Right. Yeah, and people like to be scared. Oh, yeah, man. They'll pay to get scared. I mean, horror movies, haunted houses. Yeah. Seance. Second and third marriages. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they want to be scared. They want to be scared. And and this is me speaking from my own experiences as, you know, just growing up. You want to be scared without it having having any effect on you. Mm. Or you think it has no effect on you. Right. Right. It's like within safe limits. Yes. Yes. Uh, what's the word? Guardrails. That's what I was thinking yeah. of. Yes, guardrails. Hmm. Um. Okay, so let's talk about what was that? Grognak? Did you say seances? Yeah. It's right. kind of like the start of the sensational ghosts stuff, kind of right. Like before, people were selling tickets to haunted houses. They were inviting members of the elite class of dum dums to hold hands and light candles in the dark room. Mm-hmm. Talk to mama. Right, right. Talk to mama. So, <laughs> well, you know, you got to put on your devil makeup and stuff first. But uh, <laughs> make sure your shrine is before your shrine is set up. But um, yeah, so a seance is <clears throat> what would was uh, like the, you know the hand holding around the table and trying to commune with the dead, right? Yeah, yeah. So this was added on at the end. I didn't have much for this. You guys gotta. You, you guys are gonna have to carry this quarter of the show. Grognak. Yeah, well, well, this this got really popular, especially you know uh, around Houdini's time when he was going around. Like, this is basically the same time that you had magicians mm. and illusionists trying to wow people on stage. You had these people who were also selling tickets. Um, you know, almost like the same way people would do a speaking e- easy, like you know, during prohibition, where they're basically trying to uh, I don't know, hustle customers basically into thinking that they were communing with the dead. They would have all kinds of tricks, the same kind of tricks that, you know, you would see in a 
special effects studio, basically. With like, like what? Like what kind smoke of smoke and lighting and oh, mirrors? Okay. And, oh, okay. Um, a third party who would be in the room that the guests didn't know about, who would tap on mirrors and things like that. Hmm. Yeah, the Fox, the Fox sisters out of New York were a very, very famous huckster um, group of three sisters. There were two of them that would do the seance, and the third one would be the special effects girl. But they would do things like supposedly a spirit would write on a chalkboard. Well, they had two chalkboards that were put together and a piece of chalk in between them. <laughs> and they put it under the table and use that to write stuff hmm. like that. Interesting. So and, they were yeah. so they were doing like like uh this kind of the same stuff Jim Jones was doing with his fake religious stuff, but just with a. Uh, this is back how long ago? I mean, as far back as late 1700s was highly popular in. I'd say past the 1860s and then up until World War II. So these are just pretty much like preying on people's um, want to... Lots of grieving. Yeah, Yeah. grieving, lots and lots of grieving, preying on that and, uh, you know, trying to get money out of them for grifting off off of the grieving yeah, and and especially you know we're talking twentieth uh, century, especially after the First World War, um, you know the Great War. There were just millions and millions and millions of deaths. I mean, across Western Europe, there was nobody that hadn't lost somebody, mm-hmm. and that was just a an incredible influx of people who were seeking anything. So yeah, there was there was there's like a um, an infatuation with death in this time period too during what we call the enlightenment there's almost um it's where we get the wake from you know where people basically hang out with the dead body before it's buried um customs like that come to being you get a lot of photography with the dead so you'll see a lot of family portraits if there's a dead child they'll have the dead child like in the picture which is pretty seems incredibly morbid and gruesome yeah now yeah yeah so people had just this strange um, fascination and weird customs surrounding the dead. And people thought you could communicate with them. Mm. They, they actually thought you could talk to the dead at the time. Well, I mean, maybe there's something to that. And again, like some, some sort of a thing that we lost along the way or was taken away from us. Or I don't know, maybe maybe sometimes they still do. Um, Say that again, Johnny. I'm sorry. Guys. Yeah, okay. Yeah, what what was that? I said uh, maybe, you know, um, maybe it's something that we used to be able to do more often. Like, you know, like it was a, it was a, uh, it was something that like we we did commune with the spirits, you know, like the dead. Not necessarily just, oh, you know, talking to the dead. Oh, that's so, that's so morbid. But that's how we are now. Um, But remember, you know, in the in the West, uh, we consider suicide the coward's way out, and um, it's a terrible thing. In in the Far East, suicide is um, honorable and um, preferable to getting killed by your enemy. Right. So, like right. everything in the West is the opposite of the East. So, 
So maybe talking to your ancestors, you know, your ancestors' spirit, you know, in the East, of course, would not be a bad thing, where in the West it would be looked at as uh, satanic. Right. Well, and, and throughout history, you see a constant, a constant of communication with the dead in, you know, multiple, well, I'd say just hundreds, thousands of cultures all over, um, you know, stemming, stemming back to, in my opinion, one origin, but um, (laughs) you see it spread out across the world, communing with not only gods, not only communing with gods who had power over the underworld, but those underworld spirits supposedly directly. And that was just a a part of life. You know, in, in ancient Canaan, they had they had uh, what was called threshing floors, which were literal portals to the underworld. Where you know, every year it was like a precursor to Dia de los Muertos, where every year they you know pour one out for the homies and you know summon summon the ancient kings. That was a normal thing, right? Yeah, don't forget the the television, uh, as known as the cathode ray tube, was supposedly made to communicate with. The dead. You guys ever hear about that? That was what it was originally invented for, was to commune with the dead? I've heard all kinds of things about that, yeah. Okay. Tell me more about like that. That I want to hear more and about. All that, right? I, I did not know that. I like when I show up to the show and I learn new things. I don't no, think I that happens very often, that, does it? Specifically, but twice today, I heard some twice. Of the Antiquitech stuff where it, sh- it seems like there's like a uh, looks like a ghost coming through the TV in some of those images. Yeah, but that was. Re- but that's I don't know like, if they're real or not. Now, hang on, so, hang on. That's like supposedly the uh, images of the um, pre-FaceTime FaceTime. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As opposed to communing with the dead i think it i think it was more along the lines of a a, a video calm thing i think you know that a little more think, yeah yeah we'll have to check that out i'm not sure that they were communing with the dead in tartaria <laughs> tartaria 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 Wherever it is, whatever it was, whatever it was, the mud, the mud flooded. Look, 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 you guys, like, like there's, there was buildings that are covered up with stuff. Um, I just saw one of uh, John Levi's more recent ones and he goes back to talking about the, uh, the facaders and the original builders. Like they're originally red brick and then they were covered over with the cool facades, which were like, where's the molds for these, these, you know, these ridiculous things that look like they're cast in concrete. Right. So there's no explanation for any of it. And I dare anybody to try. They're not gonna. Some might say it's a pure tartary. Mm. That was bad. I'm doing the Patrick star. Yeah. I know. I picture that in my head before he was, I was going to stick to your day job, (laughs) but I was like, eh, you did that. That's why you're, yeah. Anyways. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Uh, so seances, 
So since we don't believe ghosts are necessarily real, right? Ghosts are like demons playing games. Trying to uh, yeah. you. Well, I mean, do we want to go go around the room and give our personal take? Sure, why not? I'll go last. Gragnet, go for it. I mean, if you're trying to make money off this, it's got to be based off of something kind of right. So, I am I I've never seen a ghost, but I've I've felt that um, that dread that Reinhardt described, or like, it's just not, it wasn't even up to me. I didn't feel like I was afraid, but I, I was like under the spell of dread in the presence of what I thought was a ghost. And then it was gone. And then it just went away. And I don't know. I have no way to, to really describe the circumstances of my, of my um, situation where I, where I felt it, like whatever, whatever I felt, there was no way I could have like recorded it. You know, what I mean? you know what I mean? Like, here's proof of a ghost, because I feel like my, my hair standing up on my skin for no reason. So, I think there are definite encounters that can be perceived as supernatural and are incredibly frightening. And that leads to all the sensationalism behind it, you know? Does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Like so, like the thing with the the with Houdini busting up the seances is like he went to one because mm-hmm. he wanted to find a psychic who could actually get him in contact with his mother, and something something with like a message that was put forth through the medium included uh, a crucifix, and he was like, "No way, my mom's Jewish, no way," <laughs> and so. Well, and part of that was so, it was it was written in English, not Hungarian. Right, right. So he basically he was he was very famous for for um, bossing fake mediums and psychics up. Oh, okay, for uh, debunking, he was a debunker. Yeah, he's a debunker. A lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I thought he was just a guy who liked to get out of handcuffs and straitjackets and stuff, boxes. <laughs> he was a man of of many talents. Sure. <laughs> Any anything else? On on Houdini, um, someone punched him to death. What? Yeah, he he was very famous for for being able to take take punches, um, like debilitating punches that mm. would put put a man down, and he would he would prepare his his whole thing was just muscle contraction. That's all it was. Mm. And he was in his study one day, and this college guy came in and was like, "Hey, can I?" Can I try punching you? And he was just kind of looking up from papers, wasn't really paying attention. He's like, yeah, sure. Well, dude punched him before he was ready, before he had actually, like, gotten his body ready. And he ended up, like, rupturing his, I forget what it was. Ruptured oh, something, some organ. Really? Spleen? Yeah. Something like that. Something like that where, you like, you can die. And he yeah. did. And he did. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. It's apparently very painful. I mean, for you, right? <laughs> oh well, it was his spleen. It was his spleen. Okay, right. there it was. See, yeah, I, I said that. Yeah, I ruptured that. spleen confirmed. Right. Oy vey. 
So, Reinhardt, uh, you wanted, what we were talking about earlier, about ghost hunters. Uh, the Warrens, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Oh, yeah. So. Do you want to talk about them, since we're talking about fake ghost hunters? Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll start off real quick just by giving thoughts on ghosts. I mean. Oh, yeah, we're still doing that, aren't we? If you want to, yeah. I mean. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure. Spirits exist. Our spirits, in my opinion, they're immortal souls. They go one place or the other. And throughout all of history, whether it's the Bible or it's other other ancient texts, we see the people have called spirits from one place or another of actual people who have died. Um, I have never had that happen. My grandmother had it happen. Mm. And my, my mom, well, my mom had it happen, and my grandmother was there as well. It was uh, her grandfather, my great grandfather, had died, and he came to the house before she had the chance to tell my mom. And he came in, he hugged her, he told her he loved her, and then he left. Hmm. But he um, was already dead. Yeah, yeah, and he was already dead. And my grandmother walked in, and she's like, "Oh my god, she had she had a mental breakdown from hmm. it." Um, but she always, my mother holds that it was it was him. She never felt anything negative. Um, they were always incredibly close, and she just knew that he wanted to say goodbye, and I believe her. Um, but personally, I've only had negative experiences, things I would call demonic for sure. So as far as seances and ghost hunting and all that, I'd say for the most part, it's it's hucksters. Uh, if people are getting into stuff that's real, I'd say they're not going to be charging anything for seances and... Um, they're certainly not going to be on a TV ghost hunting show. Right. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, ghosts do exist, but the 99% of, uh, what like ghost hunters are people who think they experience ghosts, uh, 99% of the time. That's not actually a ghost. That's a demon. Yeah, it's about right. I have no idea what a ghost is. I really don't. Um, I'm not about to say like, oh, I know what somebody's spirit or this, that, sure, soul or whatever. I mean, who the hell knows how that even works, how consciousness even works. So I'm not going to pretend to to think that I know anything about it. Um, but people do, people do be hearing noises and words and voices and things so um it's completely plausible that something could be you know something like like a ghost could exist or is the government trying to pull some shenanigans sure also you know it could be some some high-tech hearing aids you know yeah yeah um okay so that being said who are these ghost hunters these uh who who are these people? No, the uh, the Warrens. The Warrens. So, so, oh, I say Warner. I was gonna say Warner, but yes, the Warrens. Yeah. So they are. I'm surprised you don't know about these guys. They had they had to do with like the Amityville stuff. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember we about talked about them. Yeah, we yeah. talked about them a little bit. I'll, yeah, I'll get to the movies in a second. Yes. But yes. These guys have been mainstays in the demonology paranormal world since probably the. 70s 
or so. Um, mm-hmm. Lorraine was famous for being uh, for being a medium. Her husband was a demonologist. Uh, sorry, she was a clairvoyant. She called herself. Mm. Um, and they claim to have investigated somewhere in the nature of ten, fifteen thousand cases over their career, their fifty-year careers. Um, and her husband died first. And Lorraine, afterwards, she started going on all these ghost shows. She was on Paranormal State, uh, Ghost Hunters. Um, she's on several of these shows. Um, and so they investigated like the Amityville haunting, the Snedeker family haunting, um, the supposed Enfield parag- uh, poltergeist back in the 70s in London, uh, the Annabelle story is probably what they're most famous for. The Annabelle, the doll, the raggedy Ann mm-hmm. doll supposedly possessed by a demon. Right. And after a while they decided to start removing these objects from their investigations like Annabelle and other supposedly cursed objects. And they put them in a museum and they locked them all in cases and locked them all away. And their reasoning was, keep them out of the hands of the public because they're too dangerous and, you know, allow them to be here where they can be safely viewed, safely studied, whatever. Um, Both avowed Catholics. They worked with the Catholic church in their exorcisms, um, of which they performed many supposedly. And so um, over the years of the past several years, they started making films from some of their cases. One of them was the Enfield. Another was the Annabelle uh, story. One was based on, I think the third movie was called The Devil Made Me Do It. And it was based on a, it was late 70s or early 80s murder that was claimed. um, This guy murdered his roommate and claimed that a demon possessed him and made him do it. Hmm. It was the first time that demonic possession had been used in a legal case. And he was, he did, the guy did serve in prison. It didn't work. The guy did serve several years in prison, but he claimed all throughout his life that that is what happened. Um, so anyways, there were over the years, of course, these guys generated a lot of skepticism as much as they generated people who believed them. Um, a lot of their cases, like the Snedeker case, were supposedly debunked. The Amityville case, which is probably one of the most famous, quote, hauntings out there, uh, which said several books written on it, has been, quote, debunked multiple times. (laughs) Um, Crazy how nature be like that. Yeah, right. And now they're famous for The Conjuring films, which sensationalized three of their cases. Mm. I think they're making a fourth one now, too. Um, Uh, Are they making another one? Because the one with this article is from 2021. Um, by that point, they had probably put out the third one. Yeah, I think this um, was the third. And then they did spinoffs, you know, The Nun, The Nun 2, Annabelle, oh boy. Oh boy. Annabelle The Beginning or something like that. Uh, I believe the, they did a The Nun 2. I think that came out like this year. I haven't seen it, but I think it came out this year. Yeah, it did back in like September or something. Oh, okay. So it was recent. Okay. So I'm not crazy. Well, I'm crazy, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you mean. 
Um, okay, yeah, they are doing doing a fourth Conjuring film. So okay. these guys have become immensely popular over the years, mm. and now that they're both dead, Ed died back in like twenty or two thousand six, and Lorraine died in twenty nineteen. But after, especially after her husband died, she was super involved with the TV ghost hunting stuff. Ah, um, yeah. So <laughs> he he actually would make people wear a white sheet to pretend to be a ghost. <laughs> that was one of the accusations. Mm. It's pretty funny. I, I don't know, man. I just the fact that they were so heavily involved, and it's not just that they were Catholics either. Mm. They were so heavily involved with the clergy going to the pope going to high clergy in italy and taking you know taking cases and orders from them it just automatically sets off my radar hmm yeah it's it's kind of odd yeah very strange but (laughs) yeah they're both dead and um they generated a lot of the they probably generated so much interest in the paranormal that we mm. feel the ripples today. Like we probably wouldn't have the ghost hunting shows that we do if these guys didn't exist. Right. And of course, you know, they started this back in the eighties in 1980 with their book, the Numenologist. Right. Well, that was their first book, <laughs> but their cases were in the seventies. Oh, were they? As far, oh, back, that's the mm-hmm. first as far okay. back as the mid, early to mid seventies. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm doing this backwards. Oh, you're fine. Um, yeah, this is. There were there were like some, some very, seemingly Jewish tactics, the way that they gaslit people into thinking so doing doing victim blaming, um. Gaslighting's not real. You sound fucking crazy, Johnny. Come on. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, and a lot of these homes, like the the Conjuring story, right? The very first Conjuring film. I can't remember what exactly the storyline is there, but ooh. the family, like they sensationalized that story, but the family was a severely abused family. Hmm. And you'll mm-hmm. find that, like the Amityville stuff too, was, there was severe abuse going on. Oh, yeah. Between the between the brother and the sister, and which I mean, in my, in my opinion, extreme cases of abuse and all that kind of stuff can bring very dark things into your home and into your life. Sure, mm-hmm. the I'm not doubting wife, that. Yeah, there's all kinds. But, of, there's yeah, but like you said, abuse. Johnny, they seem to have used very Jewish tactics and, mm-hmm. and preying on on people and kind of pushing people towards the paranormal. When you know, and I hate that I'm saying this, they they should have been push to have some kind of other help not not medicine mm-hmm. <laughs> not pharmacia but actual help and community instead of gaslighting people into thinking oh yeah your your home son oh yeah your your five-year-old son is possessed by a demon they let's, just need michael jordan to come on the tv and just say stop it get some help <laughs> well when you look into their True, the the true story versus the movies. They always say that they took plenty of creative license to make the movie more uh, theater friendly or whatever. Oh yeah, it's like they're basically making money off of the people who have already brought them into their lives to deal with a tragedy. Right. Well, and and there was a lady back in I don't know how long ago, ten years ago, 
it was it was long after Ed died, but some lady came forward and said that you know when she was underage that he abused her, and they had like a, a long sexual relationship, um, and that he was violent too. So, hmm. yeah, not to mention the, like you. Unless I forgot, I think that's the first I've heard of that. Yeah, it was something I heard. I like I said, it was in the last five six years or so, but. Uh, I just heard it maybe about a year or two ago. God, you look at a profile of Ed Warren, like a profile shot of him. He looks Jewish as crap. Wow. He or looks like he, he was genetically born in Israel. <laughs> the Alex Jones quote is. <laughs> Where's this picture? Uh, do, do, do. Let's see. Oh, I'm in a Hollywood Reporter oh, okay. article here. Let me uh, let me post it. And it's about <clears throat> a little less than halfway down. It's a it's a Polaroid. You'll see it. And I would like I to know. Not, I'm posting another one. I, I would like to know downloaded. what other Polaroids he's got in his hand there. Oh boy. Here's the actual picture. There it is. That's the picture. That's the Warrens right there? Yep. Okay. And she would go. I mentioned she was on that show, Paranormal State. That show was full gaslighting. Yeah. She looked fairly old right here. She had to be ancient on that show. She was... uh, Oh, man. When she died, let's see, 1927 to 2019. Okay. Yeah, so she was... 91... 92, yeah, was, 92 yeah. yeah. Yep. 92 when she died. Mm. Damn. That's an old bitch. Mm-hmm. Square jaw. Made a deal with the demons that she allegedly exercised or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Made a deal with the demons to turn her into a woman, turn him into a woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. I don't know. That that is a strong jaw though in that picture. That right? black and white picture. Right? Just saying. The demon would be like, I, I will grant you being a woman, but you will have a man jawbone forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can we get can we get a Q angle on Lorraine Warren, everybody? I know, right? We need some more pictures. We need some other pictures. Big ass forehead investigation. Like a, bro, big ass forehead. Look at that jaw. You know. Big hands. Look at right. hands. Look at the hands. Johnny, the, the Warren's Occult Museum is in Monroe, Connecticut. Oh, boy. Monroe, Connecticut. What's no, what's the significance of Monroe? I have, honestly, I, I've never heard of it. We're just circling back to Connecticut. This nigga's name, Monroe. Yeah. That's, that's all I can think of. Yeah. I'm trying to find more pictures of her that aren't just like total repeats from Google. Oh, the museum is now closed to the public. Hmm. Interesting. How convenient. Interesting. I wonder if it's like a night at the museum type thing there where everything just comes out of the cages. What is she doing in this picture? Oh, is she claiming to like have a vision? Because she would do that. She she claimed to be a clairvoyant. Look at and this, this size. Is... <laughs> those feet. Those hands. Mm. 
And that's Let's skull. check those uh, finger digit ratios, shall we? Yeah, dude. Bro. Bro. Claws. Bro. They're like hag claws. Bro. And legs. Those dudes. Those are all dude st- stuff. Them's is uh, some big feats. Look at the face. That's a man, dude. That's a guy in makeup. <laughs> That's a dude. What do you Is think? Gonna... Men would just dress up, dress up like women. Yes, they would never. <laughs> yes, I mean, yes. Dude, that sounds oh, wait, silly. We're doing I don't know, man. Oh, we're doing a bit. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thought, oh, that, that's too silly, dude. Uh, that, this is absolutely silly and crazy, but no. Uh, you're acting silly out there, man. All right, right? How, don't be, don't be going out there acting <laughs> silly. Jeez, man. That's... <laughs> I'm gonna post one more picture. It's like saying, it's like saying Ed and Lorraine together, and it's we'll, like, we'll, it's like hmm. looking at looking at Barbara Bush, you know, senior. Ugh. Right. I mean, I know you yeah. don't want to, but like, Your Honor. That's a nigger. <laughs> you know. Precisely. Look at the uh, size of that head, dude. One. That's a big forehead. That's a very large forehead. It's a motherfucking landing strip. I mean, it might be female in the face there, though. Like, But that head... Man, it's a man's head. I don't know, dude. It's like the left shoulder is cut off, so you can't even do the the ratio there mm-hmm. and like the way that she's angled it's you can't even really tell the right shoulder but that distance. that other one with them giant sure. hands yeah i don't know maybe maybe yeah. it's just some sort of weird nephilim hybrid or something who knows who knows not me <laughs> maybe it's a man but when the demon takes over it's a woman there's maybe that maybe there's that I have no idea. I have no idea. The duality of man possessed by demon. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> it's still masculine looking no matter what. I don't know. I'd I don't like know. to know what brooch she's wearing in that last picture because it looks like a caduceus. Oh, and that picture with the... Uh, I don't know. I'm not saying it is. It just it's like looks. an angel holding a caduceus. Yeah, I don't know. It could it could just be some weird Catholic thing? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? All right. Well, anyways, we're gonna end up wrapping this one up. Uh, ghost hunting is fake. That's all I got to say. Finish that up quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and seek things out in your personal life at your own risk. Yes, exactly. Yeah, be careful. You know looking into mirrors and portals and stuff. I read you guys the rules for creepypasta. That goes for lots of other stuff in real life. <laughs> speaking S- of creepypastas. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of creepypastas, Reinhardt, you read one this week, right? I did. It's the first Grognak one I've read in a while. Nice. I can't wait to have that one out there for you guys to listen to. Um, I listened to two-thirds of it, and then I stopped because I realized it was almost time for the show. I blew the dust off the old papyrus. Nice. Off the old uh, vellum. The old extra thin goat skin, sheepskin paper. Yeah, Grognak's impossibly large basement, which is basically a basement of holding, has just rows and rows of empty (laughs) vellum 
to fill. Yeah, yeah. You 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 run down the corridor and it just starts stretching in front of you infinitely. Like the back rooms, but like the basement. <laughs> Yeah, hey, you exactly. know what that means? Our very next show is a special show. Oh, we're talking about the back rooms? Shit. Well, our next show is uh, <laughs> the Halloween. Hell yeah. And it's the Ooh. Nationalist Inquirer, so it'll be live automatically. So tune Sit in safe. Tuesday night for the live Nationalist Inquirer. We will be, we might take some calls or something. I don't know. We'll do something fun. Yeah, in October, Friday the thirteenth, and Halloween, both on Nationalist Inquirer. Yeah, pretty. Cool. What a year! Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I know. Can't wait for next year. Kind of not really. Anyways, um, there. <laughs> yes, Reinhardt's got us a cool creepy pasta. After this, we will see you guys Tuesday. Go to national n a t i o n v l dot com and check out our shirt and hat. Buy them. This is a threat. We're gonna get out of here. I, I will be outside your home with a hammer and a saw if if you don't. And inside your walls. Yes. What what kind of saw specifically? Uh depends on the mood I'm in at the time. All right. Cool. I like to keep him guessing. Mm-hmm. He has several different kinds. Yes. All right. Well, we're gonna get out of here and we'll see y'all later. Time travel makes you gay. Time for the spooky part, Griswold said to himself, pulling a lantern from his belt. The sun crept across the sky, far from his wandering, shaky feet. Darkness greeted him like a harbinger for his foul deeds. He sank his spade into the dirt, reaching within his filthy vest pocket for a box of lucifers. As he lifted the little box and gave it a shake, leaves ahead of him gave a small rustle. The cemetery was dark and empty, and the wind pushed leaves against the headstones, and the air was thick with death and quiet. The kind of quiet that would let you hear a tiny twig snap across acres of graves. He rattled the box around again and listened to the wind, waiting for an angry spirit. Silly old bastard I am. Got me lot in life amongst the dead. I'm only keeping an eye out for the living. He spat in the ground and rattled the box again, like a mad shaman. He even stepped to an imaginary jig, swirling his spade in the dirt. His spirit renewed again, and he struck the lucifer against the box and let a small orange flame hiss in his palm, cupping it from the wind. Before he could bring the matchstick forth to light the lamp, a large branch behind him made a crack, and it rang out across the cool air. At first he ignored it. He had work to do in the cemetery, urgent work that paid him well. But the brisk rustle of leaves behind him had him drop the match and take flight. Something, some shambling soul, was in pursuit. Age had gotten the better of him. His knees began to shake and crack, and feet began to cross over one another as his pace slowed. Nothing was before him but darkness and headstones, nothing in his head but the throbbing of his heart. Finally, 
he tumbled to the ground behind a large mausoleum. He stopped only for a moment when his spade caught a root in the ground. When he stopped to gather his wits, he put his hands on his knees and took large, gasping breaths. He listened. There was nothing. The rustling leaves had stopped, or perhaps went past him as he went behind the old marble structure. Griswold exhaled and watched his lantern sway in hand, still unlit. He stood perfectly stationary, listening for the danger. Or was it in his mind? He stood stiffly, as though a dead man against the cold, hard monument, webbing stuck in his hair, but he paid it no mind. Griswold sucked in his belly and held a big breath, listening for any noises, any sign of attack. Nothing. Just the wind, moaning across the plains. He let out a huff of air into the cooling night and took a step forward of the moon which had now risen high in the sky. He saw movement of a shadow so suddenly that was not his own and sprang back behind the crypt. He hefted his spade defensively as he backed quietly against the cold marble, this time covered in more webs. The large, sticky pockets of the stuff had appeared across his clothing. Oh, hell, he rasped, and then he heard leaves rustle again, and he froze, just like the marble angels overlooking each grave. Griswold felt the hair behind his ear move. He pulled a hand off his shovel and ran his fingers through his hair frantically, and found naught but a large gray spider on the back of his hand. No, it was as big as his hand. He flung it down violently and gave a shudder, stifling a yell. And then he felt one of his many-legged brethren drop down on his scalp and crawl into the fold of his hooded cloak. In a panic, he pulled away from the monument, spinning in a circle, screaming as he did to free himself from the thick webs. Large, slender legs were all about him, on the insides of his pants, in his arms. As he dropped the spade and began to punch at them and kick away, he felt the stinging sensations all about his body as each began to bite and tear at his flesh, in some places exposed and in others right through his clothing. As he squashed or stomped one away, two or three more seemed to appear in its place. He slipped once to the ground in a pile of gory, arachnid viscos, and when he did, he took the time to take up his shovel, his awful digging spade that had brought him so low like the coffins he exhumed so many times. Frantically, he swung in wide arcs, like a child with a toy sword, hitting the skittering horrors that began to jump upon him. He hit another, and another, but the horrible pain rang through his back and he stopped to reach over and make contact with a very large spider and he couldn't find the strength to pull away. He felt the tips of his fingers tingle and he dropped the shovel to the ground, turning and sprinting through the cemetery lit by the large full moon. 
He ran and ran as the spider bit at him until he cleared what felt like many yards away from the nightmare he had outpaced. Carefully and methodically, he hurled himself, turning back against the large stone obelisk, crushing the large spider as he did. He sunk down, exhausted from the run for his life. He was so tired and frightened as he was still to be there in that wretched place, he could not find the energy to get up to his feet. He willed himself to flee, but his legs would not obey. And hopefully, he had made it far from the danger. He sat, trying to steady his breaths, taking long inhales. And suddenly, he heard the sound again. The rustling and skittering. He looked to the stone next to him, wiggling in the light of the moon. A wide footmarker for a grave. Griswold stared at the stone, too scared, too weak to move. At a horrifying speed, the stone lifted, and gigantic brown, furry legs popped out from underneath. Many black marbles as large as apples looked at this new lame and ready meal. A trapdoor spider the size of a horse snatched him up off the dirt and brought him down low. He felt large fangs ripped through his back and into his lungs, stealing his breath like a wineskin being popped. Horrible pain blurred his vision, and then pressure, immense pressure in his chest. It hurt still, and he lay mangled, gasping as a fish out of water. The spider began drinking his blood while he lay paralyzed in his new grave. Darkness closed about him as his vision faded. The smell of iron and dirt was the last sensation he had in Spider Gates Cemetery. <laughs>